0: It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. Nebraska preps post game with Damon Benning and Jacob Padilla.
1: Ah, that's the big voice guy. That means I'm with one of my favorites. I enjoy this time every week. If nothing else, I'll probably leave a little bit better than I came because he plays it pretty close to the vest. That's Jacob Padilla. I'm ODB, the guy that everybody likes, not me, <laughs> you. How's it going, buddy?
0: I'm doing pretty well. We made it through June. Pretty busy month.
1: You know what? For So, full disclosure here, you've done this a while. I obviously have kiddos that do it. When the schedule originally comes out, you you start, you're on your, your regular summer tour, and you think June kind of goes into neutral a little bit because it's just yeah. high school. It was almost worse. Oh, I'm yeah. like,
0: where are all the games? And where's the travel? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, you, people talk about like how it's many crazy games kids play in AU. It's like in in June they're doing they're doing open gyms, they're doing league, they're doing one to two events every weekend. Like there's a lot more basketball in June than there is in July. In July. Yeah. It's, it's not even close. I said we're down. We're going to one practice a, a week for the for this month just to keep the guys fresh, but and not overwork them.
1: Yeah, today alone, two practices that will cover from three thirty to seven thirty, and they've already been at school. And I'm thinking, bring on July. <laughs> Right well, now, you know, my daughter's obviously in the thick of it and coming off a good stretch run for Miller North girls this summer who have gotten young in a hurry. Um But with Caleb still trying to get healthy, it's going to be a while. Yeah. Watching the amount of detail and schedule building and game scheduling. They just came back from Kansas City playing in a high school deal. They played probably seven games in three days. Uh, took Monday night off of summer league, obviously, just because of the rigor and and wear and tear. There is a there was a lot going on in a month of June. Yeah, and there was only probably one real outside of the high school setting tournament. Right? Yeah. It might. Yeah, that's right. Right? Just the one tournament. The second week in June, or was it the third week?
0: Well. So, I think the Brian shootout is yeah, like counting the, only, that. Yeah, the only one that's real bracket style. Almost everything else are just kind of round robin, robin showcase type, type games. Good
1: distinction because um, that's true.
0: Yeah. So, and they got a, a little, all kinds of different. Like, I went out to the Wahoo, um, Wahoo, Wahoo Newman team camp last week and um, last Friday. And what they did there is they had, I think, eight teams and they just played 22 uh, minute games and they just basically played almost everybody. So you play your shorter games, but more teams you play. So you get to look at different teams. So
1: are, have has this always been a thing? Maybe I'm just not paying attention. Have you noticed how basketball in the summer has gone the way of football quite a bit with either the jamborees, the team camps, quote-unquote, where you bring in multiple teams or other competitors to kind of – Operate under the guidelines of the camp setting, but you're getting games in.
0: Yeah, and that's kind of like it's. They're not tournaments. They're not necessarily camps. You got to call it something. Calling them that, yeah. But team camp is kind of the 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 general term for a lot of what goes on this month. And yeah, it's you go through your practice, you go through your workouts, and then you go play a bunch of teams to kind of see where your guys are at. And um, so I know some kind of interesting some teams have basically had the same core Uh, i think west side basically had the same 10 11 guys depending on uh, health for those guys the whole way through versus papio south or prep who's been rotating different every time i see them play they've got a different group of guys out there so it's kind of been interesting to see just the very north yeah similar yeah they've had
1: and and uh, i mean they got. i mean you'll look over during a summer league game and you'll see 13 guys on the bench. They have
0: 15 guys on their bench. Yeah. <laughs> South, same thing. They have 15 guys on their bench um, at least one or two weeks. So, and um, and that's, I think that's part of how you um, kind of deal with the, the amount of games where you don't necessarily play your starters uh, 30 minutes in every single game. Maybe get some of those younger guys a chance to play. Um, and I know South, like they, um, there are games where like rookie Lofton didn't even start, barely played, and they and they were kind of rotating different guys in and there. And I so. I, try,
1: I try not to jump to conclusions. It's funny you bring them up. Um, I watched West Side pretty much hammer them, and I think going into that one, I felt like because yeah. South has my attention, right? right? They played a lot of young guys last year, kind of rolled the dice, and it wasn't competitive from the jump. And I and I had to catch myself. Okay. It's summer, yeah, right. Like, let's not make any sweeping judgments or generalizations. But then, you know, I obviously, like, I do just from a coaching standpoint. I'm like, okay, what do I think is portable? What do I think was just limited to being here in yeah. summer ball? And I changed my mind a couple of times on a couple of teams <laughs> trying to. For, I'm. I yeah. don't know if you did this. That- I did. I changed my mind a couple of times on a couple of teams forecasting yeah the upcoming season
0: yeah and i got like 21 teams here that i'm trying to sort through um i think you feel kind of good about the top top group of teams um the order within that top group is another story but then you got a big group i think that all right these guys could jump up or these guys could kind of hold on with different guys like it's there's a lot to sort through
1: let me me, i'm checking real quick (laughs) how okay let me go to my notes how many teams do you have in like what you would call your feel good? Your feel good, like okay, I think they're gonna be pretty good.
0: Uh, I I think we probably see. Mm. I could go down. Don't to, look, yeah. but I
1: have this many. <laughs>
0: Not not to yeah. not to
1: influence you because no. I wanted to know what your number was. I'm, I'm
0: trying to figure out where the 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 feel good versus the have a chance kind of where the break point is. I was pretty clear. There are about 15 teams I think that I kind of li- I liked what I saw from this year and have a chance to be above 500 and kind of be in the mix. Um, I think about I, I like the I think I feel good about the top four, five, six, um, and then after that is when you start seeing oh. teams that can jump up. Did four. you feel
1: like you were compromising at five and six, or do you feel good at six? Because you first said four. Yeah. And you said, I feel good about four, five, six. And maybe you're just going back through your nose. Yeah. Because I don't want to talk you into it, because it's going to be a discussion here in a second.
0: Well, and so getting down here, so, like six, six, the first team I wrote down for six is Lincoln Southwest. And that's a team that we didn't get to see at full strength. We still have not seen Ryland Smith yet. And Ben Hunziker only played for a couple weeks. So, I like what they have, but I don't know exactly what they are. So, they have, have them six there. It could be. A, Full disclosure Lincoln Southwest is in my six. Yeah. So, and I just watched them play against Pius down to the wire. And obviously, Pius had their guys, and um, Rylan wasn't playing for Southwest. Pius won. Uh, and it's a summer game that you're playing uh, like even rotations, and all that kind of stuff. But um, I, I think I like what both those teams have and what they've been Pius able to build. Pius is in the six.
1: Yeah. Yep. Let me ask you one. And this one's interesting, is Central and that six.
0: Central, I have seven.
1: Very interesting, aren't they? So, (laughs) I struggled because I was thinking along the lines of not a super six, but I wanted to keep it at six. I was this close to swapping Southwest out and putting Central in. I don't know. And he's already proven by him and Coach Barron's depth isn't huge. Yeah. He's played with six or seven before.
0: Didn't play many off the bench last year. I just. (laughs) They're really good
1: at the top. Yeah. (laughs) Obviously led by Jaden Dawson, right? I'm just, I'm curious about like five, six, seven-ish.
0: Yep. And that's kind of the question is, I like you put together a list of like five, Guys that you think will be the best players in the state, Jaden's probably on that list. Oh yeah, certainly in the metro. Um, so good, good distinction. Because I, mean, I was,
1: I was very, very candid in saying slam dunk top five. But you get outside the metro,
0: you got the Isaac Trout is right up there. Right. But I um, mean, you're looking at guys like I think Jason Green, um, probably the best player in the metro, um, just based on who he J- is, what I he's. Think, done. I think Dawson's in that discussion. Yeah, exactly. I think Daniel Brokale, numbers-wise, is going to have a huge year.
1: And you know what? I don't know how Coach Heizer will let him play. He's a volume. He can be a volume guy. What kind of help will he get? Because his offensive game is really good.
0: Yeah. And I I could easily see him being a, like, 20 points, six rebounds, four assists type of guy this year. If he gets a little help. Yeah. 20 may be (laughs) low. That's true. (laughs) Because you have to figure, if he's good
1: from the foul line, and I remember watching him against Westside, he wasn't very good, but they weren't good from the foul line as a team, and that game got away from them in a hurry. But he was the one guy that weathered the storm, both physically and emotionally. Because, you know, they tried to dog him the whole game, just running physical bodies at him and touching and and he answered the dinner bill
0: Yeah, and competition is summer, whatever, but um, I don't even remember who the the opponent was. But in, in that Wahoo camp, Papio South was out there, and in the second half, so it's an 11-minute half, he scored 18 of their 24 points. Yeah. Uh, sure like, 20 I,
1: points. like I said, he's a, he, he, he gets it going in a Free throws, hurry.
0: threes, posts, he can, he can do a lot. Um, so I think Jaden's very firmly in that miss, mix of guys that are going to put up the biggest numbers in the Metro. And just based off that alone – you have to keep them in there. PJ Davis is a solid number two. Then after that, you've Quite got an enigma. Yeah.
1: I actually like the start that he got off to in the summer. Yeah, in May, I, I thought he shot it well. Um, I thought he did a better job of getting downhill. He didn't just stand in the corner and shoot because he's he's. I think he's, been, he's better yeah. than he gives himself credit. He's for. He's
0: been it. more well rounded, I think, and that was kind of the knock on PJ is yeah, you got the big frame here, you got the long arms, the ability to to knock down shots, but. Wasn't a whole lot of wiggle off the balance. Wasn't really creating a lot himself. And like you said, he could get downhill, but it, it wasn't necessarily something that's consistent. I think he's handling it more. He's getting downhill more. He, he's he, trying he to carved, do more. He carved west side up.
1: Yeah. Uh, he, uh, he really carved west side up, and he did it by getting to the 10. Yeah. He was good on the glass. I mean, he's a handful. He's got the long arms, tremendous length. Yeah. Um, not always real bouncy, But he's got good body control, so he understands angles around the rim. And you know he can shoot it.
0: Yeah, and is probably a guy that um, I'll I'll touch on later, uh, but I think DeAmbre Brody is a guy that'll be big for them. He's
1: going to be interesting now, but he assumes the role. He's a little smaller guard. He's slight. Played with and against him throughout his whole youth career.
0: He's going to be interesting to watch. So he'll, he'll probably be starting that backcourt next to Dawson. And then you've got Raheem Briggs, who moved away and then came back. Um, bigger guy, kind of a 4-5 or five there. Uh, you've got Zion Bang-Hendon, who transferred over from Omaha oh, South. South. Um, got, well,
1: South. South lost one, got one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> with DeAndre Perkins.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, they got one from Westside, too, that's been playing with them. Um, but... Um, And then uh, Kia Paulger, I think is his name. Um, So they've they've got some bodies in there to have a little bit more size than they did last year. Um, Quentin Butts was their backup big last year, and he's still there. So they've they've, they've got a bigger front court. Obviously, they've got those two studs on the wing. It'll come down to how consistent can those other guys be. And that's the question we don't know yet, but... They've um, got they've got the they've got the, uh, the top end talent to to still firmly be in the mix for this top ten.
1: Well, let me ask you something while I've uh, while we're staying there with uh, Broke Hill before we get too far removed yeah. at the Wahoo Camp. And you had seen Glock before with the 15s. When you look at his body type, and then you look at a guy like Broke Hill, is that what allows you to be patient, waiting on younger guys, knowing at some point physics kicks in, yeah. right? Like. You look at Brokell's frame as a as a senior, and you look at a guy like Marcus Glock, who is highly skilled, still just going to be a yeah. sophomore. There's there's a
0: distinct difference in body type. Oh yeah, and even when uh, I was watching Daniel when he was 15, he was uh, back then he was playing like the four or five for like that that factory team. Like he had a bigger frame even then. So Marcus Marcus has a, a long way to go physically, but skill set wise, and I think that that year of playing varsity ball kind of helped we will help him understand that and I think this will be a big year. Hopefully he can put some weight on. It's it's tough I think for him um just based on his body type and kind of what's going on there but um that that is going to be a key for him as he goes throughout his high school career cuz he's got the skills for yeah. sure. He's got the length. Just got to add a little bit of strength to that.
1: So we so we we're, we're we're juggling but yeah. we're pretty much in agreement with the those back three central Southwest and Pius. Yep. Next in that discussion would probably be Prep
0: or Miller North. I've got Prep at four. Okay. And uh, just watch these guys play. Actually, um, at which lineup? That's that's the thing. Uh, Luke Junkers was there. Martell Evans was there. That's a Um, different team. Casey O'Malley didn't play in that game, really, for um, some reason. But um, so. Wasn't full strength, but um, I think Millard North—they've th- been one of the teams that you coming in. Yeah, they've got some talent. How, how good will they be? I've been really impressed with what I've seen from them all month, and um, I think heck, they're one of the few teams that actually beat Westside way back at the start of the summer. Yeah, it was. Um,
1: I remember walking into that game. They lo- they won at the buzzer. Yep. When um, we walked in, because we were coming from locker room camp, and Caleb was changing in the locker room. That was back when he was playing. Yeah. And uh, that was, you know what I liked about them? I don't know how their backcourt's going to hold up, right? That's that's obviously going to be the key. You, you lost two of your primary ball handlers. Will Jason Green play the point forward type? Will you get good contributions from like Isaiah McMorris and some of the younger guards as ball handlers this year with their first indoctrinization into the Metro? It could be slow going at first, but if the backcourt, catches up with the front court over time they could be one of the teams that has more depth significantly more depth than i think the casual observer would probably guess
0: yeah and i think that's part of you why agree? they're you, you agree? part of why they're playing 15 is they're giving some of those guys a chance to, to play some minutes with different uh guys that are going to be locked in, in the top eight or so you're trying to figure out nine ten eleven who who's who's going to be able to help us outside of that main group. A lot
1: different problem than a year ago, <laughs> right? Where they yeah. were playing six and a half, and yeah. you're like, ooh, is this going to last?
0: <laughs> and again, that's another topic we'll get to, but I think those seniors they had last year, they averaged a combined like three points a game with Nick Dolezal and uh, David Harmon. I think those guys are ready to be consistent um, impact players for them this year, playing off a guy like Jason. Um, so yeah, it is. They're, I think the the kind of ceiling is going to depend on how quickly those sophomores are ready to play and kind of what they can get out of Jackson Page in the mix as well but I like what I've seen about them from those guys and um, it's they're not going to be the best players on that team but I think all three uh, Neil Monster especially I've been really impressed with him um, obviously shooting the ball moving the ball um, he's looking to put the ball on the deck a little bit more than he has previously um, I think he had a really good month and then uh, Eli Gates when he got healthy, he was able to, to play a little bit. Um, Isaiah McMorris. I think between the two of them, you're going to get enough there. Um, yeah, I, I, I want, yeah,
1: ball handling is going to be, yeah. you know, if a team's played them 94 feet. Um, and I don't know how much you'll want to speed them up. You don't want any leaky runouts. And you certainly don't want to lose a guy like Moss or shooting the ball. Yeah. But I think ball handling and decision-making will be their key.
0: And, and that's going to be t- – I think they're going to look to push every chance they get particularly when Jason Rebound clears the board, he's going to put that thing on the deck and go. So um, limit some of that, the young guys having to handle the ball in transition. Um, and he automatically
1: some... gives you numbers. Yeah,
0: exactly. That, right? that, that grab-and-go element is so difficult for um, teams to deal with. Um, put so much pressure on you. Um, so, I I yeah, I think Craig and Prep with Martel Evans, Casey O'Malley in the backcourt, you've got Luke Jungers, um, and they've got... They've got some role players I saw this month that they, they should be able to kind of do their job around those guys as long as those guys can be pretty consistent.
1: Tougher to, tougher to decide between three and four or tougher
0: to decide between one and two? Uh, probably probably one and two. Um, really? So Everybody's putting Bellevue West as number one, I think, for the most part. See, and I, when it, I
1: first said that a couple months ago, I thought I was going to be on, on an yeah. island.
0: Maybe not now. And I think that's just um kind of respect for Doug Woodard, what he's built over there. Um, and just kinda, of, you know, like they they, they just turn out wins. Like it doesn't really matter that uh, Chucky hepburn has gone, they've still got some really good players coming back. They obviously they added more on the transfer market than any other school. That's a transfer market. <laughs> um so <laughs> the the question is, um kind <laughs> of how, how it all meshes together. I still think some of those guys I think some of those guys are absolutely ready. I think Josiah Doltzer is ready to kind of step into – we were talking about the best players in the Metro. I think he's ready. He's probably uh, – looking at that underclassman, he's probably ready to uh, most among that group to step into um, kind of that area. Um, but outside him, I think they're still trying to figure out, all right, who can we count on from the role player perspective? Obviously, William Kyle defensively makes a huge difference. But guys like uh, Evan Inselman, Jackson Stubbe, um and then some of the transfers are trying to sort out between TK Barnett and Jaden Cassio Jensen and John Mitchell. Uh, I'm still recovering. So he hasn't played yet, obviously from the torn ACL. So um, they still got a lot to figure out. And I don't know that um, they know yet what they can rely on outside of Josiah, obviously William, what he does. And I think J- uh, Jaden Jackson, I was impressed with him this month and, and what I saw from him. I think he is ready to, kind of step into that and be one of the, the those core guys this season. Yeah, he's extremely capable. I think and obviously I'm he's at an
1: advantage or disadvantage with me cuz I'm around him yeah. all the time, right? <laughs> so I've, I I kind of know his mindset. There's two things that'll be big for Jaden. Number one, I think he's got to become more confident handling the basketball. And number two, Every time he's out on the floor, he has to understand he belongs. Yeah. He's a quiet kid by nature. He's very reserved. And so sometimes I think I just want to look at him and say, let it go. Like, you have a lot of really good skills. And he kind of keeps yeah. it harnessed.
0: He's, he's a better athlete than I realize. He's, he's out here blocking hey, shots, listen, grabbing boards, great, finishing.
1: See, we get to yeah. see it all the time. He's a good rebounder. He blocks a ton of shots, and he has bounce. Yeah, that's, he, he's got some pogo stick to his game. He's a guy that can. He's a quick leaper, and we're like, he's got long arms. Yeah. He's
0: fantastic. I didn't even really like because obviously he's known for his shooting. That's kind of what he did as a freshman and what you knew about him. But um, I think he's. I think he's capable
1: of being a lockdown defender.
0: Yeah, and. This month I think they did put him in that position a little bit more to be kind of one of the lead guys. And there were a couple games there where Josiah didn't play and he stepped up and was handling the ball and trying to be the go to guy. So I, I think this month was good for him and he'll be one of those guys that you definitely can count on this season next to Dosler. Uh,
1: and your number two, we just kinda <laughs> we kinda glossed over him a little but yeah. I mean it's a good basketball team It will yeah. change the style of offense that they want to play from a year ago. They will look vastly different.
0: Yeah, I think for Westside, the key, whether they're one, two, where they fall, is going to be Chandler and Reggie. And are those guys ready to be the go-to options against really good teams? That was kind of where they weren't quite ready for that last year. We saw that once they got in district play and weren't able to kind of get the job done there. They've got some really good role pieces. Obviously, those sophomores, they've got a year under their belt now, I think. They're going to be good. Yeah, with with Caleb, CJ, um, Kevin Stubblefield. Um, Maybe has made the most growth yeah. of the bunch. And then, I mean, Tate's really solid. Um, hopefully, he'll be healthy this year. That'll make a big difference. Uh, you got Payson as a shooter spreading the floor. And then Logan Wilson, one of the best shot blockers in Metro. So, they've got all the pieces to be a really good team if – Reggie and Chandler are ready to make that leap and be put themselves one or both in that conversation of the best in the metro that we were talking about.
1: We disagree a little bit there, right? I, I'm with you on Logan. I actually think he's he, at some point this season, Logan Wilson will make the case of one of the the better underrated players yeah. in the city. He's fantastic. There's almost nothing he can't do. He's gotten better off the bounce. He's got really good hops. He's become a pretty good shooter. Yeah. He's a great defender. He blocks shots, and he plays hard.
0: And he doesn't need to take – he'll take one He's or two efficient. shots a
1: game and be and be
0: fine with that. I, he'll I, do his job no matter I, what. I
1: think Logan is pretty fantastic. I think what – you know what I think West Side's key is? This is kind of – this is a little different. They need to understand that it doesn't have to be those two for them to be good because I think those two guys in Chandler and Reggie – if they would embrace their other skill sets, it changes the dynamic of that team. Chandler should be an elite level defender. Reggie already is a really good defender. He's a good passer. He's a really good rebounder. Him playing without the ball and understanding that that's okay, it changes that team tremendously.
0: Well, and, and I think I don't know that we necessarily disagree. It doesn't mean they have to go score twenty a game. Right. Okay, it means they have to make better decisions. And when that, they need a bucket, that is the yeah, key. Exactly. <laughs> it's decision making. Yeah. Understand when, all right, I got to go get a bucket and I'm going to finish it. And versus, when I'm going to trust. Yeah, exactly. Cause they, they have, I mean, they probably in theory have five
1: guys, six that could get you 10 a
0: night. Yeah. And so, and we talked to Jim Simons early in the spring about just that leap that they had to make last year and kind of how tough that is going from fourth, fifth option to being kind of the best players on your team. And, and that's not easy. And uh, especially on a team kind of with the expectations of that team based on what the, the talent that they had. So um, we'll, we'll see this year what they've learned from that experience and kind of how, how ready they are to make an all-around impact this season at, on a consistent level, consistent, efficient level.
1: Yeah, that's the guy. We ran out of time. Class B, don't think yeah. we forgot about you. We will do our preseason <laughs> top six for Class B, and we'll recap River Cities, which – should be highly, highly competitive. <laughs> uh, Did you like the field? I kind of like the field.
0: Yeah, um, got got a lot of teams in there. It's good to get in the the Nebraska Supreme teams at least in for some showcase games. They originally scheduled to be somewhere else, but that kind of fell through. So I'm glad they're able to add them. So we'll get to see OSA Supreme, Lincoln Supreme, the OSA National teams.
1: Get to see my Long main man teams. coach <laughs> doing the darn thing with the dry race board, motivating kids, putting them in good positions. But yeah, Class B. I'll be curious because it is very close at the top. So don't miss it next week. It's Nebraska Preps Post Game. I'm Old DB. That's Jacob Padilla. A Hoodat Media Production.